podcast where we discuss TV shows as if they were novels. It's like a book club for TV. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. I'm Evelyn. And this month we'll be discussing season one of Suborda. Keep listening as we get into all the good. And maybe some of the bad. But there's no bad because this, this is all good. <laughs> Well, maybe that's just me. I guess we'll find out as we yes. go through this. <laughs> that's the interesting, fun part. It that's is. your intro to the show. This this show is perfect. The end. <laughs> and we're done. Yay, the end. That was the shortest episode ever. What All right, awesome. Great. Fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so this is Suborda. It's, uh, it's an Italian language TV show. I found this when I was going through my learning Italian language stuff via Luca Marinelli, of course, because everything comes back to him for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was in a movie with Alessandro Borghi, who plays Aureliano in this, uh, called Non Essere Cattivo, which means Don't Be Bad, which is a fantastic movie. Very gripping, heartbreaking. It's fantastic. but I was like, oh, hey, that guy seems like he's an awesome actor. What else is he in? So I can, like, absorb more Italian language stuff. Found there was this whole three-season television show on Netflix. I was like, fantastic. Let's I watch do it. love Italians. Yes. So I, like, turn it on and start watching. And, like, the first scene is just, like, this massive drug-fueled orgy. And I'm like, okay, what are we in Let's for? Go. Let's go. I have and found my really- new favorite show, you said. It's really funny because the rest of the show is not like that. No, you know? it is. It is very, like, I thought this was saying the tone, and it's just, like, regular sort of crime drama stuff mm-hmm. happening. Regular mafia drama. Yes. I, you know, it's a mafia drama. It, the, nothing really regular gets that. Regular mafia ex- crime. Yeah. I guess as far as, like, the explicit nature of the content of the show, nothing yeah. really gets back up to that level. Yes, mm-hmm. but we are American, so sex is the worst one. <laughs> it's like, oh my Trying god, you're really actually seeing fun. like dicks everywhere. Whoa, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've seen Alessandro Borghi's dick a lot, let me just say. Oh, How many times has you have you sought that out too? Well, I haven't <laughs> sought it out. It's just <laughs> like okay. maybe <laughs> like, oh, he's in another thing. Maybe he'll get his dick out again. <laughs> It might be in his contract. You don't know. I don't know. Although, okay, the other reason I wanted to watch the show uh, for this month uh, is because he actually has another Netflix series coming out in March called Super Sex, where he plays Italy's first, like, porn star. Oh. I'm going to go. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Guessing there might be some dick in that. Anyway. Yeah. shows are definitely not in the category of risky business where the legend is like if you pause it just right no no it's just there there's no avoiding it anyway but aside from all the dick this really is a great show and I love it and this is I think like my third time I've watched it and yeah I think it's great so Evelyn what did what are what are your overall thoughts of this my overall thoughts well I did like um Alessandro uh, probably for different reasons and not to shatter any illusions that you might have. But like the second he stared off into space, I'm like, oh, it's Castiel. <laughs> and Castiel and he looks, um, I don't think you watched Supernatural at the time when, um, what was his name? Adam? No. 
Anyway, Castiel basically raises a kid, and he's also super adorable and does this Castiel stare thing. What's his name? I forget it. Um, but anyway, he's like in the later seasons mm-hmm. um, and super cute. And I'm like, oh, it's like they had a little brother or something. It's super cute. So I liked him a lot. And I liked, uh, I feel like it was very um, almost Romeo and Juliet with like, oh, the instead of star-crossed lovers, it's star-crossed friends, basically. And um, I wish they had leaned into that a little harder than like all the business dealings and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to, maybe they do in later seasons. That seems like something they'll, yeah. Yeah, they do for sure. Yeah. Awesome. It's good to hear. Yeah. So if you like it, go watch season two and three. <laughs> Rachel, your overall thoughts. Well, so here's the thing is I watched it. We've been sitting a weekend and um from just this first season, my overall thoughts was that, like, it was good, but eh, I, after watching the first season, I really didn't have a strong desire to be like, oh, my God, this has two more seasons. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I, I liked it, and I, I also did kind of really enjoy, I think the, the biggest part I enjoyed was the, like you said, Evelyn, the star-crossed friendship thing, because mm-hmm. that came across really, really well. But I don't know, some of the decisions that some of the characters made, I was like, what in the world made you think that was a good idea? Yeah, yeah. And especially in the beginning, like in the first episode when they were introducing everybody, it was very hard to, like I had to actively be like, okay, I know somehow this is going to come together, but this is way off in way too many different corners for me to like try and figure out who is who and who knows who and how this person fits into the puzzle and like, all the angles that are coming together and playing. And so I guess that kind of turned me off a little bit from really getting engaged with it because I found myself having to pay such close attention. Otherwise I'm like, otherwise I'm going to miss something. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, was, I, I, was of the I did my wind up missing stuff and like in um, episode, maybe we didn't know this ahead of time, but I was um, episode like eight, the lady comes to the politician's house and we find out that she's his ex-wife, but like, do they work together? I was like, where did I miss that? Oh yeah. That's kind of, it's not really explicit. Like they, they meet on the street in a few times. And I think you're supposed to sort of infer from conversation he has with his current wife mm-hmm. that that's his ex, but it do, it does I I agree take a bit to really yeah. solidify what their relationship actually is like yeah are they just in the same political party mm-hmm. or yeah. is there something more she, there? Yeah. she knew like the word on the street and she brought him she was yeah. bringing him like yeah. intel too so I'm like oh they must work together yeah. but you know that's that's my bad because I probably missed some of the lines. <laughs> well, they, do finally, they do finally solidify it when he goes into a cafe to kind of confront somebody else and said, he says to him, last time I saw you, I was punching you in the face for taking my wife. Yes. So that's, that's when I was like, ah, yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> so, and like, yeah. I don't get it. As far as, like you said, Rachel, people making disastrous decisions for no reason where he's like, 
Oh, I know why you're hanging around my house. Like in the last episode, I think it was um, because you want me now. And then he kisses her in front of his house and then just walks away. And it's like, first of all, that kiss was kind of awful as stage kisses go. I'm sorry. It was, I was not feeling it. Um, but like, he doesn't want to leave his wife. Like he doesn't want to go back with his ex-wife. So why did he do that and risk getting caught just to show her up? Yeah. It's just a power move on his part. And he's that's supposed all it to be, I got the impression that he was supposed to be like the normal one, quote unquote, you mm-hmm. know, with the shoes and he's got the wife and the kids. And, um, it was just some odd characterization from him at the end where he spent the whole question with him is, am I a good person? Am I, you know, I want to be a good person. I want to be a good politician. But as soon as he finds out that his wife, current wife, doesn't mind that much. Yeah. She's all all of a sudden like, do whatever, babe. And I'm like, awesome. But also. I think. Okay. So I want to work for the mafia. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So regarding the questionable decisions, does it make it better or worse if I tell you this is based on a true story like this actually happened oh it does in make Rome. it a little better mm-hmm. then like and just in like 2008 like recent wow they they yeah. started it in 2008 though didn't they 20 the show is 2017 to 2020 oh okay yeah oh the it biggest, took place in 2008 that's I'm confused okay anyway decision where I was like what made you think that was a good idea it was when mm-hmm. Samurai ordered uh what's his young drug dealer face to kill the <laughs> other guy's dad yeah Gabriele yes Lele. where He's I was like horrible. what in the world made you think that that wouldn't cause retaliation between their family and the gypsies like what made you think that doing that would cause both sides to be like all right we're good like no, I mean, didn't he want to cause trouble? Like he wanted, I think he, he wanted to fight, and he wanted. First of all, I don't. I guess, I guess I'm not understanding the difference between these two families and the actual like mafia, mafia. Like, yes, that's okay, because this seems pretty mafia to me. It is right, okay. Carrie, break it down. So, so samurai is basically the Sicilian mafia, who's like the mafia, mafia. Samurai okay. is their guy, like, over all of Rome. Okay. okay. He's, like, head of all of Rome. Uh, the Adami family, that's Aureliano and Livia and his dad. They're, mm-hmm. like, his, like, under, they work for Samurai. Mm-hmm. Right. The Spadino, his family, the the gypsies, quote, unquote, as they're called, I believe are outside of the mafia. They have their own sources. They have their own like territory but I believe I don't believe they actually get their drugs from like the Sicilian mafia but Mm -hmm. there's this sort of you know taciturn agreement that like we work here you work there and nobody bothers each other but then you know they start the gypsies start creeping in and then that's when things kind of blow up and start Mm -hmm. to go bad so why samurai orders the father to be killed because the the crux of this matter is this land deal that's going on. Right. So. Oh, and I do have a question on that. They talk okay. about Ostia and then they talk. I thought it was the Vatican land. The land yes, of the Vatican. The of it. But then at one point they mentioned it separately. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
Yeah, uh, made up of multiple pieces, the Vatican one being the biggest one. Okay. Yeah. So there's the Vatican owns two parcels of land in Ostia, which is like on the sea in Rome. Right. Um, and then tying into that sort of, I think sort of like in the middle of it is this other parcel that's owned by the Adami family. And the father's willing to sell it to samurai so then samurai can have all of the land and build the port so they can have better control over drugs and stuff coming into Rome uh, specifically. Right. The problem with that is Aureliano doesn't want to sell their parcel of land because on it is this shack that his mother owned and he wants to buy the land and develop it and turn it into like nightclubs and restaurants and bars as a sort of way to hold on to his mother's memory, even though I believe she died like in childbirth with him, yeah. which is why his dad hates him so much. And he's like, Oh, that sucks. Um, that was, so, um, that was a really good scene where she, she, the sister, um, Livia, yes, Livia, um, like says goodbye to him, and like yes. it's a, it starts out really weird. Like I tried to kill you when I was a child, but yeah. I decided not to. Like, <laughs> but it was it was a good scene. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So I think so. I think Samurai going to kill the father is a it puts Gabriele under his thumb more rather than mm-hmm. actually getting him out of this this monetary debt that he owes like Gabriele thinks if it then causes this sort of infighting between the Adamis and the Ecletes he might be able to just be like just give me like if he's harassing the Adamis about this land too the dad might just be like fine just here take the land I'm too busy with other shit to worry about it Mm. you know as a way to just get the land because they've got other shit to deal with you know Mm. that's how I saw it anyway yeah, that makes okay. sense. Because like he doesn't have he he makes it clear that he's on his own orders, like he he's doing his own thing the whole time and doesn't care what other people think. Um and really likes horses. And oddly enough, really looks like one of my cousins. Every time I saw him, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Bob, like, is that you? Older, yeah, Mickey. Like, and it's funny because he makes the same he makes the same expressions too. Like, I <sighs> could see, and I'm like, man, well, <laughs> Mickey so better not. See, He's so cute. Did you see Samurai <laughs> as your cousin, or are you now going to see your cousin as a mafia boss? <laughs> I'll have to tell him. I'll have to tell him that I found a doppelganger. Two questions. So firstly, is more to just do with the sort of structure of the episodes and how at the beginning of every episode, it actually starts at the very end and we get like three to four minutes of the end of the episode, then boom, flashback 24 hours earlier. What do you guys think of that as a structure storytelling device? Uh, I actually wound up liking that a lot. It was structured very well. I know you've struggled with like this the structure of flashbacks in the past and it can be really tricky but like it not only does it tell you like 24 hours early but like you get used to the flow of like in every episode you see a little chunk of an exciting part and then how we got there and then a little bit at the end that kind of turns your expectations of that of that scene mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of fun to try to think about like how how it all fits in as you're watching the episode 
I didn't need it for every episode. Yeah. I, I, I like it every now and then it's like a, Ooh, what's, what's this suspenseful part and how do we get there? And then it's, you know, fun at the end where you're like, aha, there it is. But I, I didn't need it for every episode. And I think there was only like one that didn't have it. I think they all did. I don't think any of them didn't. I thought, I thought, what, cause I remember thinking at the time, like, Ooh, this goes straight into the next one. It's, it's somewhere. It, it's one of the ending episodes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's episode 10, maybe. No, I don't think so. I just finished watching that no. one. Okay, then no. Because that's, that's um, Spadino and Aurelio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That, like, yeah. that weirdly huge, empty arena place. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of deserted. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like we have to mention the sets in this yes. show. Because, like... Every every set like smacks you in the face with maximalism, and you're like, ah. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's silly though. There's just, uh, like, yeah. and they're like, especially uh, Spadino's family, like everything is gold and oh stuff. And as as an OT who works with kids, I'm literally watching these kids run around, and I'm like, these kids are probably overstimulated. There is color and shiny things everywhere. Like they need a break. <laughs> yeah. I just have to mention that because I thought I found it really funny. My other question and my husband had the same question. He hasn't watched the whole thing, but he'll like sit and watch a little bit with me. So he he vaguely knows what's going on. But the fact that there's no good guys, like we have protagonists, we have antagonists, obviously, but there are no good guys. Does that make it harder to root, quote unquote, for our protagonists, like, does it make it hard to have sympathy for, like, Aureliano and Spadino and Gabriele, considering they're, like, murderers and drug dealers? Or can you, like, root for them to, like, get what they're going after? I would say, like, the, first of all, I love a villain, like, <laughs> obviously. Um, but, like, the moments you root for them are the moments where you see their humanity and their vulnerability the most. And like, they did a really good job of that towards the end. I feel like more than towards the beginning. Um, I did find it weird that like, I know it's a cultural thing or whatever, but um, Aurelio finds out about, finds out Spadino's gay and they're supposed to be friends, you know, and like awkward, I agree, but immediately calls him a slur. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like wait why is this disgusting when you're a murderer like you tried to kill your own girlfriend that's how you met right. <laughs> yeah. that's another you know? thing I struggled with as far as bad decisions go <laughs> like girl no have some respect we know he's cute we know yes <laughs> <laughs> we know he's cute come on you know he's cute it's fine <laughs> Well, I I also think it helped that um, for these characters, for Aurelio and Speedino specifically, like neither one of their motivations was to be drug kingpins. So, I mean, I I think that because, you know, like Aurelio the whole time was just like, I just want to turn my mom's shack into a club and like, yeah, you know, have like, a dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what Speedino ended up like what he actually wanted out of life and not sure he did either but he wasn't he would just like get up and leave the house all day and not participate in his family like 
at all. Right. Yeah, he so. basically just wants to be left alone to do his own thing and not have to worry, like, be under his brother's thumb anymore, I think, really. Right. Is all it yeah, is. so he, I, I definitely think it helped that you weren't ending up rooting for people to, yes, build a port and have the biggest drug trade ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought the best guy in the series was um, the politician's wife, his second wife, because like she was she was so she's so ordinary until the end. And she then she goes all Lady Macbeth on us. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> You're even prettier now. Like, <laughs> oh, she gets some really stuff. interesting stuff to do in like seasons really? two and three. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad they developed that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see. Do you guys have any like scenes that stand out, particular for like character moments that really like grabbed you? Like for me, the thing that got me was when Aureliano didn't kill the dog and like took the dog and loved the dog and wanted to like keep the dog forever and ever because he loved it so much. Like that's that's what sold me on him as a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And his explanation was that he never got to have one. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, I don't know if it was supposed to be obvious, but I, you meet the girl and you meet the dog and the sister kills the dog and you're like, oh, the girl's the dog. <laughs> like, oh. that's the meta- and immediately in the episode where the dog dies, I was like, this, the, the, the girl's the dog. Um, I and I'm not sure why, I'm not sure why, like, I guess I know why she would kill the girl too. What's her name? The uh, girl or the sister? The the prostitute. Isabel. Isabel. Um, like I don't except like it it makes sense because her she wants undying loyalty from her brother. Mm-hmm. And like the dog was in her way, essentially. And then the girl was in her way, even though she had nothing to do with it anymore, because the, the priest was dead. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, why would you uh, <laughs> whatever though like based on a true story I guess yep. <laughs> yeah. it does make sense actual humans doing stupid things mm-hmm. yeah oh, I'm trying to think I guess that's the other reason why also that I kind of felt like eh, it's because the only like triumphant moment that I was like yeah was that moment on the beach um, that they put in the trailer with Aurelio and the other two guys being like, let's just tell our families to fuck off and do our own thing. Like, let's do this together. The three of us will go into, you know, when they come up with the plan to basically undermine everybody else of all their dealings and get the land themselves, which they don't end up doing. <laughs> no, they don't in a big way. It all falls apart. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was the only part where I was like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to watch them, like, do their own thing. And they're going to yeah, do their Yeah, their families. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. Were they at one point scheming to get the Vatican's land as well? Yes. Sarah? So that's, yeah, that's when Gabriele brought Sarah in. Because, so there's two companies that are competing for the Vatican land. There's the mafia. And then Sarah's husband is like just a developer, like a land developer kind of company. And they mm-hmm. were the other ones bidding to take ownership of the land. And these, the you know, our three guys didn't have the money or a company to put forward as the <laughs> owners. 
of the new land. So she was like, all right, I will make you guys stakeholders in our company. Oh, that's and right. That's how they'll get the land through her husband's company. Okay, I forgot about that because I thought that the Vatican was going to be like, instead of selling to these reputable companies. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was like, that's what it is. To these three gangster children. (laughs) Yeah, what what was your plan to like actually get the land? Like, how were you going to actually buy it? Yeah, you have. I don't think they had enough money for that even in the first place. Like they had. They were hoping to get thirty thousand dollars from the priests. Like that's not enough for all that all that land. That's no. That's that's yeah. the one part that's that I was right. a little like, what what's your actual plan? It's a great <laughs> idea, but how are you actually going to do it? Well, that didn't never... they blackmail Sarah with something? So they're like, give us the shares or else. So they got the shares for nothing. Um, oh, wait, they, they were trying to bribe the priest for $300,000. Oh, it's $300,000. Oh, right. It was three hundred. He really just needed thirty because that's what he owed yes. yeah, Samurai. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't think they were blackmailing Sarah for anything. Hmm. This talks, it, the plot was very twisty, Tony. I, will I think say. they yeah. were just trying to keep Sarah from backstabbing them. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really what it was because, I mean, they are holding over her head once they're in business with them. Hey, you're in business with criminals now. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, there's that part of it. But I don't think they really had anything yet to hold over her in general in the give us this land or else kind mm-hmm. of a way. Okay. Um, I, I did like Sarah. She was one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Because in that she was the most, at the beginning, she was the most calculating one. You know, and she's like, I'm going to do this. Basically, I'm going to embezzle right under my husband's nose. And I'm doing this for the right reasons, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Everybody (laughs) always thinks they're doing the thing for the right reason. Nobody's building. I don't her her hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That actress was a dead ringer for Stalker Channing. That's who it is. I the whole I'm like, who is like from Greece? Stalker Channing. Yes, that's it. That is it. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Um. Oh, of course, Gabriele's dad is a police officer. Yes. Of course yes. he is. Yeah. Of course. That's another question I had. Did they try to say that he committed suicide? Like, no. They miss. Like, I know it's. I thought they said that he had killed himself, and mm-hmm. then Isaac's wife comes there. And is like, why would he do that? And he was like, I don't know, personal reasons. <laughs> and I'm no. like, but nobody, did I just dream that entire I think so. Because okay. Gabrielle's mom is just gone. She's just not in the picture. Yeah. So. No. Um, Are you talking about the cop girlfriend? Yeah, the cop, the, the politician's ex-wife oh. talks to him about the this cop dying. And they're like, oh, why would he kill himself? Were they talking about the priest? No. I don't think so. I think you I think you dreamed that. Okay. Because I'm like, yeah. he was pretty sure he was shot in the back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that's definitely not suicide there. Which I will say I liked that um that episode, how that started with the him holding the gun over Spadino. That was yeah. a good use, I think, of the the flashback 
story structure that the episodes have. That yeah. one I think I thought worked that, really well. That could have been the one that we needed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, no, the hats. Not that you dropped the hat. Yeah. yeah. Mm. His his poor wife was watching him and I was like, ooh, don't don't smell the hat. Don't smell it. And he did. <laughs> Let me tell you, their their story, Angelica and Spadino, like season like they whole oh, they get in it's real good. Like oh. like what she gives yeah. into and what they would like the sort of agreement they come to, like between them and everything with what's going on with everything and the fact that he's gay and whatever. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets real it's good. Real, um, it's kind of a tragedy in itself that, like, the first time we see her is at their engagement announcement or something, and she's all done up gorgeous. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, she wears pretty much that same sweater and at least the same style of jean skirts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, sweetie, sweetie, no. Like, she wears that cute lingerie at one point. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. 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 And I um I didn't get the thing with with Spadino's brother either because like uh, like this for it to work for me he had to have been attractive in at least one way yeah <laughs> and he wasn't for me like sorry I'm sure the person is very nice <laughs> yes <laughs> but I'm I, like he, I, he's not appealing at all and no. she's like oh. <laughs> well, I she, think she's looking at it from the if my husband won't fuck me, maybe I can at least get the brother, so I'm not then right. Like I, I think that's what they were going for, because I so I was yeah. surprised when he got shot, and then I was surprised that he got shot like six times and was still alive. Yes, apparently Aureliano's not the greatest of shots in yeah. this situation. Yeah, yeah. I did think the wife's character was pretty interesting because you could. She was, you know, so young, and you could totally tell that she was like, it's going to be great. I'm going to be married. I'm going to be, like, the princess of this family. We're going to, like, rule the castle. It's going to be great. And she's completely oblivious to the entire time speeding. It's just like, oh, I don't want to be here. I'm just yeah. going to leave. And it's like, at no point in time does he ever pretend that he ever is enjoying himself ever but still she's like this is going to be amazing and she tries so hard to be like the wife character like as hard as she can and I thought her I I did think her character was really really interesting yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's a potential at least for for growth I believe did she win let me let me double check something if that's her I'm remembering what I read correctly um i think she won yeah she won like sort of like best newcomer award at like one of the like the italian like tv like award shows for this Uh for season one yes yeah oh yeah apparently other people agree that she's also awesome and i i can't fault them for that no she was very interesting yes okay so Gabriele kills Aureliano's dad. Aureliano kills Gabriele's dad. What do we think of that whole parallel situation? And they didn't even know. They didn't even <laughs> I know. know. They never knew. Yeah. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting for sure. See, I thought as soon as uh, 
as soon as Samurai went to Gabrielli and told him, like, okay, so here's how you get out of this. You just shoot the guy's dad. I thought that he should have immediately gone to them and been like, okay, how are we going to figure this out? Because Samurai just ordered your death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. But that that's kind of early on in Gabrielle being involved in the criminal world, really. Like, or at least that far deep into it. Well, yeah, but they had yeah. already tried to bribe the priest. Yeah, but I think he's I think he's seeing the like bribing the priest and like what samurai is asking him to do is completely separate things. Even though bribing the priest gets him the money for samurai, but like the only reason he's bribing the priest is to get money to pay off samurai and then he's free and done and clear of everything. Which he also should have known better. You're never he's free and clear. Never free and clear. No. no. Never. I, I thought it was so weird that he's like I mean, he Lele is framed as like the young one, like the baby, you know, yes. um, pretty heavily throughout. So he's like, cool, if I just kill this guy, everything will be chill. I'm going to kill the leader of this mob family. And all will be well. And oh, my my best friend's dad, and it'll be cool. Yes. Yep. Got it. Get to go home and go back to college and everything will be fine. And like, how how old is he? He has his own place, but like that lady said she was seeing his dad for ten years, and I'm yeah. and he never knew one time. Like, I I'd say early like twenty twenty one twenty two something okay. somewhere in there. So, so they were dating till he was since he was twelve, and presumably not living at his own place. But he never knew about his dad's serious girlfriend. I'm sure it's probably all tied up in why the mom left and how long it's been since the mom left. Because at one point, the Mara is the dad's girlfriend. Is like it was just never the right time, and you know. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Samurai just wants to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just, wondering about that. Yeah. And it was so funny because the very last scene, which is like well, well edited, like. But he goes in and sits on a chair, and I'm like, "Well, there's your problem, buddy. Like, where's your me? bed? That's, where's your bed? That's not where you sleep. You're gonna fall down. You already <laughs> crashed your motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> just one time. But mm. why? My question was, why doesn't he sleep? Like. There's just too much shit going on, and he's like coordinating, yeah, and he's got the he's horses, just, and he's got the dummies and the Anticletes. They're all fighting, and he's just got the just really breathing down his back, and he's got to re- deal with Chinalia and all of his stuff, and he's just too busy to sleep. Oh my gosh! I, I love how that one guy was like, you know, you should just take some take some Ambien and like, cause like you can't be getting hit by cars. Yeah. Which is another thing that was really funny is he got hit. He got full hit by a car, which, I mean, he hit a car, I guess would be an accurate Yeah, yeah, it was more, yeah, he got um, into a car. And then the guy goes to check on him, and he said, no, I'm fine, go away. And the guy goes away. <laughs> like, I would be like, no, we got to call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. But like, I guess that was just concise for plot reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe the guy was like, okay, fine, I'm out of here. I'm not going to be responsible for this. Yeah, but. Yeah. Okay. Should we exchange insurance? I don't, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think one of my other favorite scenes is because it's the it's the coming together of these two storylines that seem so disparate, but it's when Sarah goes to visit Chinalia to try and get proof that the mafia is behind that other company so she can make sure that the land goes to her company, not knowing that Chinalia is working for the mafia. It's like, <laughs> oh, sweetie, dear, you picked the wrong guy. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just love that scene because we know and Chinalia knows, but Sarah has no idea. And it's yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, um, where, uh, Spadino, um, I was like, hi. He was like manic after he told his family off. And I'm like, oh, it's going down. <laughs> um, and I was, uh, the scene where he kisses, uh, what's his name? Aureliano. Aureliano. I'm, I lost yeah. it again. Um, there's some really, really good acting in that scene. Um, yeah. Because I, I like how, like, when it comes to, like, when and, like, how Spidino kissed him, it did, it wasn't, like, a big, like, oh, my God, I love, it was just, like, goofing around, having fun. Mwah. Oh, shit, wait, what the fuck did but I it just was, do? But it was really awkward because, yes. like, he was like, man, why did you do that? And I'm like, bro, you're Italian. Like, isn't that an right? Italian Earlier that episode, you you kissed your sister right on her lips. Like it's it's what we do. And I I did, but then I thought it was interesting because uh, Spadino could have lied, could have like begged it off and been like, oh, you know, uh, just messing around. You know, we're Italian. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he tried, but he didn't but do that. Yeah, like he he tried he, to be like, oh, it's just a joke. But he, he tried, but he wasn't good enough at it. He wasn't good enough at it. No, it's like, oh, I feel like, oh, you feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah, bit. yeah. Like they were such really good friends, and then suddenly they're mortal enemies. Yeah, yeah. For a stupid reason too. Like, of course. Okay. Any other questions from you guys? Plot, character, anything? Mm. No. Well. Okay. okay. So hold on, one more. Um. All right. So we watched the first season. Mm -hmm. Which one is your favorite season? Oh. I I think season three actually might be. Ooh. We have to watch it all the way to the end. Yes. Yeah, and actually, there's also apparently in November, there's a sequel series now called Suber- Suborda Eterna, like Eternal Suborda. Yeah, I saw that on the IMDb. Yeah. Yes, so there's now a, a sequel series out. So is it all supposed to be a true story, or is it like starting off in a true story and going off in its own direction? Well, so I think it starts and it kind of goes off because so so there's the true events that were then written into a book. That was then made into a movie that was released in 2015. The first season and a half, two seasons are base are more of a prequel to the movie. But then sort of the end of season two and season three kind of take off in their own direction. And actually the actors uh, who play Aureliano and Spadino are actually in the movie playing oh. the same characters, um, which That's if funny. you can find it, it, it is deep out there on the internet if you know where to look because I did find it 
a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, kind of, I think the end of season two, season three kind of then veer off into their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what I understand, at least. Okay. Okay. Um, so Evelyn, would you recommend people watch this show? Um, I think I say it every time. It's not my genre specifically, but if it's your genre, like, go for it, baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Rachel, what do you, yes, no? <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy it, but I'm not like, oh, my God. So yeah. You know, seven out of ten. Okay. Not bad, not bad, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I obviously recommend everybody watch this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. watch it for season three. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I well, how would you rate it? How would you rate it out of ten? I give this like a nine out of ten. I love it. I Ooh, think it's great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So next month, Rachel, we're on to you. <laughs> what are we gonna watch? Oh my God, I'm so stupid excited about this. So, oh, let's do it. <laughs> in honor of it being. Spring break. Oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, all the shows that are like reality dating game shows like The Circle and Love Island and Love is Blind and all this stuff that are just brain candy. And, <laughs> you know, they may not be scripted, but they're probably very heavily prompted and all that stuff. I normally just cannot stand any of them. However, there's one called Too Hot to Handle. That oh, I don't know why, but it just, I can't get enough of that one. So I'm going to make you watch it. Okay. Season one, are there multiple seasons? There are multiple seasons and it's different every time. So I am going to say you need to watch Too Hot to Handle season four. Oh, okay. So let me give you the breakdown of the premise. This is like the best, worst, dumbest show ever. So. They uh they cast a whole bunch of like sexy one night stand kind of people on a fake show where they think it's going to be very much spring break what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas style thing. And because the show is popular, they have to go bigger and bigger every season with the Ruse show. Mm. So they cast them on this fake show where they think it's going to be like sexy time all the time and let them party for a little while and then 12 hours later they tell them surprise you're on a retreat where we're going to teach you how to actually have deep connections with people and like i don't know why but i find it so hilarious (laughs) like when they cry and (laughs) like all this stuff so in order to entice them to actually participate they say here's the deal there's 200 grand in the pot for a winner and sometimes it's different winners like sometimes it's an individual sometimes it's they split it between the whole group sometimes it's like a you know small group of people that win it or a couple or something so every season they've kind of changed who how wins but it's like a 200 grand pot and they go okay in order to teach you how to have general emotional connections with people you cannot have any sexy time whatsoever while you're here no kissing, no sex, obviously, no hanky-panky, no self-gratification, nothing, nothing, nothing. Every time you break these rules, money comes out of the pot. 
Oh. Wow, yeah. I've heard about this show. have not seen it. Okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it on a stupid brain candy level and not just being like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, which is entirely possible. But I don't know why this one stuck for me, but every time there's a new season, I'm like, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I'm the entire thing. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And All where, right. where can we find the show? It is on Netflix. Okay. Fantastic. So, do how to handle season season four okay sounds kind of sabor is a fairly heavy show so that might be a, a, a good brain cleanser for <laughs> after all of that that we just went through it will you are gonna watch the show and be like i hate or love all of these people okay this is the right. best worst dumbest best show i've ever seen <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm I'm interested because yeah, I'm like you. I'd like those stupid date. I'm that's not no. a thing. But well, I think the, the other thing that does, I really... the premise does sound interesting. I, I will I will give you that. Yeah, it it's a very interesting mix between the drama, obviously, which you know you can tell when people are just like drama queens. Um, but they they bring these people through like workshops and stuff to actually trying to figure out, you know, why are you afraid of human connection? Why do you only do one night stands, all this stuff. And when you actually see these people kind of start to learn and start to like try, it actually is pretty heartwarming. So in the end, you're just like, Oh, you learned something. You did it. You're a better person. Yes. Okay. All right. That was fun. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts or have, have we done it? Have we done it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at show club pod, or you can send us an email at showclubpod at gmail.com. We're on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Please rate and review us. If you would, it always helps. And I guess we'll see you next month with season four of too hot to handle. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Welcome to the show plug. Blah, 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 blah. And we're off to a great start. Everybody ready? Some good bonus content for the super fans. At the end of the episode. Okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat>